Welcome back to the Half Court Heave, and today we're going to do another episode for the NFL. I'm here with Samad Shaikh and Anoop Jala, two new guests on the podcast to gain some new perspectives. We're going to be starting off with our week one week recap, and the game that was most talked about was Saints versus Bucks. What are your guys' insights on this? Well, for me, um, you know, Saints-Bucks, you can't take too much from that game because it's the Bucks' first game together. You know, they didn't have that much training camp, so people are overreacting, saying, you know, Tom Brady doesn't have it anymore. But you have to account that, you know, this is their first game together. Um, but on the other side of the ball, the Saints look solid. They've been solid um, the past few years, but it all matters can they do in the playoffs. So I think um, it's more of the Buccaneers need to adjust and build that chemistry to go forward. Yeah, and like you were saying, even though the Bucks lost this game, I really like what I saw from them. Like the Bucks came out strong; they they scored on their opening drive, and it ended with a Tom Brady QB sneak. And that just shows to say that Tom Brady still got it in him, even though they lost. That's just because of like a lack of team chemistry that hasn't developed yet. While the Saints have this, so even even though they lost, like I saw really a lot of good things, and I wouldn't count them out for the season just yet. I disagree, Heavy, because like. You saw that he was throwing picks. It didn't seem like he fit in. I know you're saying that through time, maybe he'll adjust and Tom Brady will be back to back to the quarterback we're all used to seeing. But I honestly think the only reason he did well was, was because of the schemes Bill Belichick drew up. I think it's going to take him some time to adjust. And even once he does so, he's not going to be the same quarterback he was in New England. I think the Bucks are kind of overrated this season just because of all the hype around Brady. I think Brady's the most overrated quarterback in NFL history strictly because of Bill Belichick. But I just feel like the Bucks are a fringe playoff team for me. The Saints, they'll make the playoffs, but I do think they'll choke just because, like, that's what they always do. But the Bucks, I'm doubtful if they're even going to make it, in my opinion. But uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I think you're right, because, like, Tom Brady's been playing in the same system for 20 years, you know. He hasn't had to go through a new scheme. He's had pretty much the same coaching staff. Um, coming new system, new coach, it's, it's tough because he is old. Um, so it's going to take him longer. But I, I disagree with you. I think Buccaneers, once they get clicking, they have a historic offense. You know, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. you got um, O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski. They're all these weapons. I think um, once they get clicking, they'll be one of the top five offenses in the NFL. Nah, I completely disagree with you, Akshay. Out of all due respect, um, you were very disrespectful to the GOAT. Even You, you might say he's a system quarterback, but... He, um, right now, Tom Brady's playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's won six championships, and he's looking to win one more. And it, and you can't take away from the Bucks head coach right now. He's he's really experienced. Um, what's what's his name? Bruce, uh, Bruce Arians. Yeah, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Bro, I'm gonna bad. say he's respected, but my bad, my bad. Nah, I had him on the tip of my tongue. But Bruce Arians, he's a really he's a really good coach, and I feel like he can take Tom Brady in the right direction. And I feel like they'll definitely make the playoffs. No, I got a couple of things here because you guys are saying about how loaded his offense is, but we've seen time and time again, at least with the Browns. I know I'm a huge Browns supporter this season, but last season with the wrong coaching and, like, the skill set or the t- not the time to gel, they kind of were, you know, trash. They didn't make the playoffs. They uh, underachieved all expectations. So I think that's the same thing that's going to happen for the Bucks this first year. I think second year under Brady, they may might progress a little bit and do better next year, but I just don't think this is the year. And you were saying okay. that – Bruce Arians has a lot of experience and stuff, but he was throwing Tom Brady under the bus um, at the end of the game. So I just think they don't really have the chemistry together, and I think they're not going to gel this season. It's going to take them some time. Okay, well, what you just did was you compared Baker Mayfield, who's like who was a second-year quarterback at the time, to Tom Brady, who's in in his like late years. He's been playing in the NFL for so long, and you, I don't think that that's fair to him. Because Tom Brady has much experience to take this historic offense in the right direction. What do you think, Samad? Man, I agree with you. Um, you can't compare the GOAT to one of the worst 10 quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, so you have to take into account that, you know, Tom Brady, you're saying he's a system quarterback, but um, we have to see this year. And I think that he's going to prove everyone wrong. He He's going to lead this team to the playoffs. And I, I think he's going to lead the team to the Super Bowl, you know, I think he's going to go all the way. I Because you were saying Baker Mayfield's a bottom 10 quarterback in this league, but I disagree with that so much. I think he's top 10 in the league because when, when he has the right coaching staff with Kevin Stefanski, we saw it on Thursday night. We'll get into it a little bit later. But we saw the talent he has. 
I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady. I don't think he's as good as Tom Brady. But I think the systems they are put in are kind of like comparable where you see they have loaded offenses around them and they just they're not sure how to manage them. I know Tom Brady's the GOAT, but uh, you think Tom Brady's the GOAT. I think Bill Belichick's the GOAT. I think Tom Brady is so overrated. Without him, he is, a, I'd say, maybe the number 15 quarterback in the league. Like, I don't think he's in the top half of quarterbacks. I just think that Belichick was the reason he succeeded, and it's not going to happen again. And week one was an indication of that. I mean, I agree with you. He, he's not, Tom Brady's not, like, the elite quarterback right now just because of his age. But, you know, even being a top 15 quarterback, he, if he has, the, he has the weapons and if he can make the throws, I think he can take this team all the way. But we'll see. Yeah, really interesting takes there. But uh, we should move on to our next game for the week one recaps, which is Cardinals versus 49ers. It was really interesting to see how the 49ers rebounded after their Super Bowl loss. And I thought they were going to come in here and dominate this game. But that didn't exactly happen because we saw D-Hop and Kyler Murray completely took control after the 49ers gained the early lead. And they actually ended up winning this close game, which was, you know, really good for my fantasy team because I had D-Hop. But uh, anything oh, else I you guys have to add? Yeah, league. that was hype. Yeah, I had Kyler Murray, so after. Okay, but um, I wouldn't think too much, think too hard about the 49ers loss because a lot of teams, after coming from a Super Bowl loss, they're like mentally broken and they sometimes have like a slight hungover period. Like, and I think that's just what happened to the 49ers. And the Cardinals were really confident coming in. So, besides skill, um, I feel like the Cardinals won it mentally because they were confident going in while the 49ers may have not had that confidence. But I feel like the, as the season progresses, the 49ers will build their confidence back up and they should be in the playoffs again. I completely disagree with you. I think this game was – it was won because who has the better quarterback? Um, Kyler Murray, he is an exceptional quarterback and he's still young, his second year. I think he is what Lamar Jackson wants to be. He ha- he has one of the best throwing arms. He he can throw a good doll, and he's so short, but he can also run it. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is overrated. Um, he's not that great of a quarterback. He just has weapons around a good, uh, excellent running game. Um, but I think we're going to see this year that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the quarterback we all think he is. And I think because of that, he's not going to be able to take the Niners back to the playoffs. Here's the thing. I think Jimmy Garoppolo might be overrated as a quarterback, but there's one thing you can't deny. He wins games for you. You've seen the difference without – Jimmy Garoppolo, they had the number two pick in the draft. With him, they made it to the Super Bowl. And I personally agree with you. I think the 49ers won't make the playoffs, but I just have to point that out. But what was more import- impressive to me was the Cardinals, just because, like, I expected them to go, you know, 8-8. Eight and eight, But coming out and beating the NFC champs from last year, I just didn't expect that to happen. And I completely disagree with you, Samad. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not necessarily a great quarterback but I think he's enough to get the job done and he's surrounded by a lot of pieces in the 49ers team to help him succeed and the Cardinals won this game because Kyler Murray it was a great quarterback that game and he just outplayed Jimmy Garoppolo but I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo will pick it up and the team he has around him with Kyle Shanahan they could be a a trouble in the NFC I know but let me ask you this who who is the 49ers number one wideout right now? Who's that guy? Do you know? Uh Debo, that Debo dude. He's he's out right now in the IR, but my point is, you know, they have a good running game, but they don't have the receivers that they you know, the other teams have. They don't have that pure guy. They had Emmanuel Samuels last year, but he, he left. Um, I, I just don't think they, they have enough pieces. You know, they have a great defense, but even on that defense. Well, you know what they say, defenses win championships. And But look at that defense. Richard Sherman's out. He, he's – I don't even think he deserves a starting job just because he's not that great of a corner anymore. He It's just the facts. He's not – he's too old to play the game. But, um, you know, we'll see. But I, I don't think that offense is lowered enough to make another run. Yeah, yeah. I think those are some really good points you guys pointed out. But uh, let's move on to our next game, Packers versus Vikings. Personally, I thought the Vikings were going to win this game. I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to come out on fire and, you know, dominate the Packer, the Vikings defense. But I thought the Vikings would put up more points than they did, which that just didn't happen. And the Packers ended up taking this game. So what are you guys' thoughts on this? I, mean, I, think, um, oh, I, I think the Vikings are suffering because Stefan Diggs isn't there. Um, they, they're, he's one of the top guys in the wide receiver position, and he's not there anymore. So they're suffering there. But um, 
you know, Vikings, I still don't know who Kirk Cousins is. You know, he shows us flashes here and there, but he's not that consistent quarterback that comes in every day and puts up electric numbers. So, you know, I still don't know about who the Vikings are and what their identity is. Yeah, and I I agree with you there. Like, the Vikings, they they always seem to make the playoffs, but I think that's purely based on, like, the talent. Like, they have a a good defense, and Kirk Cousins, I mean, you can't disrespect him that much. He's – He's pretty. He's like a regular season guy, and he did beat the Saints last year. But I feel like Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a different kind of season this year. He's gonna probably be in a, like a top three quarterback and and possibly be MVP because he's just playing with that chip on his shoulder. Because the Packers they drafted a quarterback in the first round, and that I think it upset Aaron Rodgers, and he wants to just prove everyone wrong. And I I I felt like the Packers are gonna win this game, and they did behind Aaron Rodgers' big game. And I feel yeah. like he's going to have a great season. Personally, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be second in the MVP race to Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's going to win it. But yeah, I think he's going to go out on fire and just have a great season, which this game indicated. But I think you can't look too far into this because the Vikings, they did put up 34 points. But the problem was their defense. But when you look at who they had, they, their top two cornerbacks were both injured and the top pass rusher was injured. So when you look at when they get these people back, I think they'll bounce back and end up taking this division over the Packers. Uh, guys- I I disagree with you completely because the Vikings, they always seem to be there, but I don't know. I, I feel like um, Trubisky was playing good this week and Aaron Rodgers was playing good. And I feel like both those teams will outshine the Vikings. And the Vikings, they just they don't seem to change every year. I don't think they change anything about them. And NFL teams will will seem to figure them out. While Trubisky, he seemed like a pretty nice quarterback playing against the Lions, and I feel like he'll be a pro bowler. While, and then the Bears will make the playoffs while the Vikings miss it. Okay, Trubisky played about six minutes of good football, and the rest he was just complete garbage. I think that's what we're going to see the rest of the season. You'll see flashes I'll, from I'll him. Say. Yeah. I, I, I can say one quick thing. You know, just okay, like yeah. Skip Bayless says, the game is won in the fourth quarter. You know, you can play trash the whole game, but if you show up and it counts, that, that's that's what it makes legends. I, exactly. I if Mitch can play fourth quarters like that, man, Bears are they're going all the way. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later with the final takes because I think Anoop has a little bit more to say on it. But uh, yeah, let's, once we get back to the Packers Vikings thing, you were talking about how he doesn't have like the weapons or the Vikings have the same offense. But I think that I know they lost their offensive coordinator to the Browns, Kevin Stefanski. But I think once they get adapted into this new offense, they have the weapons. They still have Adam Thielen. They still have Dalvin Cook, who signed his contract extension. I think this is still a team that can outperform expectations and end up taking the division. But uh, I don't know. We seem to have some differing viewpoints on that. But I think we can end this week one recap there and move on to our most interesting topic of the week, I'll say. OBJ trade rumors. So for me, I can see a variety of teams which he goes to. I think the most interesting one would be the Packers, who we were just talking about, just because they don't have any weapons. They didn't draft a wide receiver. And Aaron Rodgers, with the weapons around him, he can carry them to win a Super Bowl. But I just think they need to give him those weapons. And they screwed up in the draft. I think with the media outlash, they knew that. They know they screwed up. And they know they need to get him a weapon. So why not Odell is my question. But uh, what do you guys think? What other teams could he go to? Um, I disagree with that. I don't think he's going to be traded at all. Because you know, they're they're building the chemistry there in Cleveland, and last year it was too many heads. You know, they they all had their approach that they're the alpha, but this year I'm seeing some different things from you know Baker, and they have a well coaching staff with Kevin Stefanski. Um, I, I think OBJ is going to stay where he is, and I think they're going to have a great year. They need to have a great year. Um, I agree with you. I think I don't think he's going to be traded, and th- there might have just been like some issues week one, but. I think he'll overall stay with the Browns, but if he does get traded, I do see the Packers as a good landing spot as they don't have uh, like another good wide receiver besides Devontae Adams. But another team I would like him to see him going would be the Vikings because, as you said, Stephon Diggs is out right now, and they are they uh, like OBJ would be a nice piece for them to have. Yeah, I just don't see the fit there because I know OBJ is a bit of like a locker room cancer, in my opinion, the way that Stefan Diggs was. Like, he doesn't really fit in with the locker room unless he gets the targets. And with that offense, with Cook and Thielen already there, he's only going to get not that many targets. So I don't think he'll really like that locker room as much as, you know, he thinks he might. But 
other than the Packers, as I previously mentioned, I think the Texans would be a, the, another great spot just because they lost D-Hop and they really need another piece to win that division. And I think OBJ could be that piece because he'll, he'll get a lot of targets there. He'll be happy with a phenomenal quarterback, which he hasn't exactly had yet in Cleveland. But uh, I think those Packers and Texans could be phenomenal spots for him. I mean, I I see your point with the Texans, but the reasons the Texans let go of D-Hop was – because they wouldn't be able to pay Diop's large contract along with um, Deshaun Watson's. And the same issue would happen if OBJ went there. It would be nice to see OBJ playing alongside Deshaun Watson. But I don't think the Texans would be able to handle his pay. So I don't see that being a realistic option. Overall, I think he'll just stay with the Browns. And I feel like the Browns will make a good run with him. Uh, personally, like I think if the Texans wanted to get OBJ, they would find a way to make his contract work out. But you guys are think, saying that you don't think he'll be traded at all, which is something I disagree with because I know the Browns, like even if they perform well and OBJ doesn't get the targets he thinks he deserves, he's not going to be happy. He's going to cause whatever like commotion he caused in New York. It's going to be the same thing all over again. And if they lose and even if he gets targets, he's not going to be happy then. So whatever situation he's put in, whether they win or they lose, he's going to be unhappy and he's going to want to trade. And Cleveland's going to want him out of there. That's just what I think. You guys, I think the only way that he he's able to stay is if they make the playoffs. Um, and if they don't make the playoffs, then not just OBJ. I, I look on. I'd be moving on from Baker Mayfield. You know, um, I, I can see that happening where if they don't win, um, OBJ could be head out. But I would say if. If he doesn't stay, I would like to see him go to the Patriots, actually. Um, just because, you know, Bill Belichick has a reputation of being able to take guys in and, and making them a, be- a better p- person in general. Like, taking that cancer and making him into a friendly locker room guy. So, that, that's something I'd like to see happen. Anoop, anything to add? Um, I think another good fit was, like Samad, you were saying, you were asking me who the Niners' number one receiver is. I guess they don't have that many good pieces. OBJ would be a great piece for the Niners to help them make another Super Bowl run. Because, and under Shanahan's offense, I feel like he could get OBJ heavily involved as Shanahan did with Julio and Matt back in their Super Bowl season. So if OBJ went there, that would work out great for the Niners. Yeah, I but think they're. I think he'll just. I think he'll overall stay on the Browns. I think there are a lot of great landing spots for OBJ. It's just a matter if the Browns want to trade them or not. And I think that. As I was saying, if he wins and he doesn't get tar- get targets, he's going to be upset and demand a trade. If he loses at all, he's going to be upset and want to trade because he wants to win. But like, if he wins and he's happy, then there's no way they're going to trade him. It just depends on how the Browns do and how they feel he is in the locker room. Because at the end of the day, the media is the one who reports how you know OBJ is treated by his teammates and stuff like that. Like The people in that locker room are the only ones who truly know because the media can twist the story however they want. Any any feedback or thoughts or anything like that? Samad, you got uh, anything to say? Not really, man. I mean, we're talking about the Browns, so you know, might as well just get a recap of that Browns Bengals game. Yeah, you guys want? Sure. Do you guys? Any of you guys want to talk about it? I think Samad yeah, had so, some strong thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So you know, people are overreacting to this game. You know, they play the Bengals. Bengals have the worst defense, especially the worst run defense. Um, but we, we saw several things from this game. Um, first of all, we saw that the Browns have one of the best running running games in the NFL. You know, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I, I, think those are the, I think that's the best backfield in the league right now. But we also saw that, you know, Baker Mayfield stepped up. He made some throws. But then he also had that interception that was, you know, if, if you have any other quarterback that's competent, they wouldn't make that throw. So, you know, that's my bold take on Baker Mayfield is, you know, everyone's saying he's not doing well, but I think everyone's looking at him through the wrong perspective. Everyone's thinking he's a great quarterback, he's elite. Um, but I think he he's he's he has the potential to be a great franchise quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback right now. So we shouldn't even be looking at him with high expectations. You know, if he does something good, then, yeah, it's great for him. But I don't think he has that special factor that, you know, people like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson have. You know, he was a walk-on twice. He was a walk-on for a reason in college. So, you know, I just think he, even in college in Oklahoma, he had that weapons around him. He had talent to carry him. So if, if he doesn't make a run in the playoffs with this team, I think that 
potentially be one of the best offenses. They have two number one receivers in Jarvis Landry and Odell. They have the best running backs in the league right now and the best backfield at least. Um, so if, if they don't make the playoffs, I think you got to move on from Baker Mayfield because he, he's not that great of a quarterback. No, Baker Mayfield is a top 10 quarterback in this league, and the Browns will make the Super Bowl, as I said in my, the last podcast. <laughs> this is because Baker Mayfield. That's some bull guy, man. He, he has Bro. all the talent. He has all the skills. He's mobile. He is accurate when he wants to be. He just needs to be put in the right system. And we saw week two with Kevin Stefanski, not week one. I know he struggled, but that's just because he needed some time to get used to the offense. But week two, he really improved, and we saw the quarterback he was at Oklahoma, the Heisman winner he was. He was the number one pick for a reason. And now with the talent around him, with OBJ, Landry, Chubb, Hunt, Hooper, Ninjoku, everyone Samad mentioned, it, with Stefanski as the coach, he's in the position to succeed. And I think they are going to do it starting next week, or this week, actually. They are going to make the Super Bowl. But Anoop, what do you think? Bro, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know a single player on the Bengals' defense. I thought if the, exactly. if the Browns are such a great team you know, that I you think... guys say, uh, yeah, maybe, but like, the the Bengals that's not my point. The Bengals, are, the Bengals are not a good team. Quick. Yeah. Um. The the Bengals didn't even have Geno Atkins, their best defensive player, playing that game. So that makes your point even better. The Bengals yeah. had no one on defense. Yeah. And if the Browns are this great team that you're talking about that will make the Super Bowl, this should have been a blowout from the start. But it was only a five point game. And what I want to talk about is Joe Burrow. People doubted him, like Colin Coward and people like him. They doubted him coming into the league. But I really like what I saw from him. He has a he doesn't have that great of a team. And he has A.J. Green, who's not in his prime anymore. But And he, he threw t- three touchdowns. And I liked a lot of the throws he was making. He was making good decisions. He wasn't he wasn't taking too many sacks. He wasn't making any risky decisions. He was, he was playing the game safe, and he was playing it efficiently. And he brought his team almost to a victory that should have been a really blowout. Because you're saying the Browns should have made the Super Bowl, but... I don't think they will, and this should have been a blowout if the Browns would have made the Super Bowl. I know, but I actually disagree on one point. Um, he, you said that he wasn't getting um, sacked and he was playing safe, but um, it's quite the opposite during that game. He was getting knocked down left, right. But that's I, but like what like, I meant was like he was making yeah, he was making that's good because decisions. the Bengals have a bad offensive line. I yeah, think he, I, this is my take on Joe Burrow. He's going to be the next Andrew Luck if they don't find him the right offensive line pieces. Okay. He's going to be beat up real quick. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are saying. Just because Joe Burrow, you guys are surrounding all this hype around him. like just, But he's a rookie. He hasn't done it at the highest level, maybe for one game. But he's turned the ball over in both of those games. And he hasn't played that well. The only reason he passed for so many yards and touchdowns is because he had over 60 pass attempts, which is just insane. And additionally, like, as I said before, it's just one game. We've seen people, like whether it be Tim Tebow or some other useless quarterback, do it for one game. It's about doing it for the long haul. And I just think once NFL defenses get film on this guy, he's not that good. He's too cocky for how good he thinks he is. And he's going to be just completely dominated in the NFL. Nah, I disagree with you. In the long run, I see Burrow being a better quarterback than Baker. And Baker's been on this team for three years. And there's been so much hype around the Browns, but Baker's never been able to deliver. Burrow's surrounded by nobody and the, the only reason he had to throw 60 times is because their o-line is complete garbage i don't th- and i saw a lot of good sparks from joe mixon but because their team overall is so bad burrow had to put the team on his back at the end and throw the ball a lot of times because they couldn't just stick to running to catch to play catch a ball with this browns offense here's the and, thing you know, oh go one ahead thing about, nah, one thing about joe, one thing about joe burrow real quick um if you if you saw the first player of the game, he, he he took a shot down the field, you know, and that shows me that he's not scared of, you know, he's a rookie. People are like, he should be afraid of, of you know, playing in this level. He's getting banged up left, right, but he, he stepped up and he made plays happen. So, you know, I, I see him being, you know, a few years from now being a top 10 quarterback in this league. Here's the thing. He's not playing scared, which is the wrong thing to do. He's too cocky eventually he's not going to make those throws downfield once defenses get more film on him and know how to play him better. Those throws are going to end up being picks. And you see Baker Mayfield, he hasn't had the coaching staff around him to be successful. Like he's always had a rotating door of coaches, a new offensive coordinator every like halfway through the season. But I think once you get Stefanski and a stable coaching staff in there, he'll be successful and an MVP in his future. But I just don't think that's the case for Joe Burrow. Like I think, his attitude is too cocky. He's not as good as he thinks he as he thinks he is. He turns the ball over, and I just 
I don't think he's a good quarterback, but that's just me. Yeah, I so. mean, I, I wouldn't say he's cocky. I feel like he's he's a good he's confident, and there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. And that confidence is why he was able to throw the ball sixty times that game. And even though they came up short, I think this game should have been a blowout from the start. But I saw a really good sparks from Burrow. And ten years down from now, I think he'll be a top ten quarterback. I mean, or not the, even ten years, maybe like five years. But. Guy had one good season at LSU. Like he didn't even start at the first college he went to. Like at least Baker, he had some success. Baker was prior. a walk on two times. Yeah, man. I know. It doesn't, look at that too. It doesn't matter if he was a walk on. It just matters that he had success more than one year. Like before his Heisman year at Oklahoma, he still did well in his prior years. Like the other years he started at Oklahoma, it might have been only one other year, but he still had repeated success. Bro, only had one year of you know starting caliber quarterback I know that was the best season in college football history but it's still only one year like you don't know if he's going to be able to do it at a consistent level and I just don't think he is but uh I don't know we can keep talking about this for hours and hours to come quick before we move on oh yeah go ahead one last take um Baker Mayfield I think he is Johnny Manziel 2.0 you know Johnny Manziel he had the high Heisman winner he was everything the Browns drafted him but he was a bust I think that's going to happen with Baker Mayfield yeah, I, I just think Manziel didn't have the talent that Baker has around him or the coaching staff. But I think Johnny Manziel's a great comparison for Joe Burrow because he won the Heisman too, and he's going to be a complete bust. But uh, <laughs> let's move on. We're going to move on to our top three games of the week where each of us pick one game and kind of preview it. So we'll you know give you some expectations on what to watch for. So the game I'm going to be talking about is Vikings versus Colts. Both these teams had playoffs, playoff aspirations before week one. We thought they were going to win their divisions. At least Mia Paul and Akil did pretty single-handedly. But uh, we saw the Vikings ended up taking a loss to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And the Colts lost to the worst team in football in the Jaguars, which I just don't know how that happened. Like, Phillip Rivers did not look good in that game. He was turning the ball over, and the offense just never quite clicked. And the defense gave up 27 points to Gardner Minshew or something like that, which just isn't good. That's not a way to play winning football. Like, these teams have winning aspirations, but it's all about seeing how they bounce back. Because we know they have the talent. It's just about seeing who's going to end up playing better in this game. Personally, I'm going to take the Vikings by 10 points here. I think they're the favorites in this game, and they're going to be the better team throughout the whole season guys have any an oop anything to add or some odds um about about um you know you said Philip Rivers wasn't looking that good just one you know about the Colts you know Andrew Luck retired because the offensive line was complete garbage and you insert Philip Rivers into that system who Philip Rivers is much you know less athletic than um what Andrew Luck was so I, I don't know I I don't see Philip Rivers having any success um throwing the ball deep because he, he doesn't have the time, you know. No, I think the Colts Bro. have one of the best offensive lines in the league. I think it's just a matter of Phillip Rivers isn't the quarterback he used to be. Like, he doesn't have the arm strength or the arm talent he once had. Like, he never had a good offensive line in San, Fran- San Diego or L.A. or whatever city he played in. But, like, the Colts are the best offensive line he's ever had in his career. But he's not the quarterback he once was. I think that's the reason we saw the turnovers. I think as the year progresses, he'll he'll learn how to play with his, you know, new with his lessened abilities as he got older but i think that doesn't happen this week and the vikings take it but uh, anoop i know you were saying something sorry to cut you off yeah bro the colts lost to the jaguars a team that's trying to like tank and they released like a lot of their players and i don't know how the colts managed to lose but so i i do see the vikings easily beating the colts this week but Phil, I don't know. Philip Rivers might might pull up something, but I don't see him doing that in his late years. I think the Vikings will win by a great margin, probably more than fifteen. I'm just saying the Jags. Like it's only week one. They could just be a miracle, but we don't know who they are yet because they won. I mean, right now they're one and zero, and I think they're the only team other than the Titans in that division who is. Like they could end up winning this division. Like anything could happen. It's just a matter of time to see. But yeah, I think the Colts have talent. I think they'll bounce back and. They'll win, they'll win the division, but that doesn't happen this week. So uh, I think we've talked about this enough. Anoop, you want to move on to your game of the week? Yeah, my game of the week was actually the Cowboys and Falcons. And the reason why is because both these teams are 0-1. And this game is pivotal for both teams because moving ahead, they both have pretty tough schedules. Falcons have one of the hardest schedules in the league. After this week, the Falcons play um, 
They play the Bears, who just came off a win, and then the Packers, and they have more trouble later on in the season. And the Cowboys, they play against the Seahawks and Browns later on. And the Cowboys are coming off a loss, too. Both these teams are 0-1, and they're both showing signs of how they played last year. Like, um, they both both teams have put up big numbers. Matt Ryan had, like, 450 yards, but he still came short. And Dak Prescott, he had a pretty nice game, too, but he still came short. And both the, these teams have recurring themes that keep going on. And this game is important because one of these teams has to come to play and show up. And I feel like it'll be closer than what people think. And the main thing for the Falcons to win this game is their secondary has to step up. In last week's game, their front seven was playing well, but their secondary was letting too many throws too many big throws, too many big plays happen. And the offense definitely needs to step up. They have so many weapons, but they're not playing like they do. And the Cowboys, it's, just, it's all about Dak Prescott. He has to make big plays when it, when it matters late in crunch time to win the game. Yeah. And oh, yeah, to win this game, okay, and then, yeah, my prediction for who will win this game is, I honestly think the Cowboys will win, but um, – I want the Falcons to win, but yeah, the, the Falcons always disappoint. So, what do you guys think? The Cowboys are my pick. I think they're going to win big because I think they're going to the Super Bowl from the NFC Browns Cowboys Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, I think they have all the talent. They didn't put it together last week, first week under a new head coach with no preseason. I think it's the same thing as the Browns. They bounce back this week and end up beating the Falcons. When you looked at that Falcons game, they played good for stretches. Like there were stretches where they stopped Russell Wilson on the defense side of the ball and then went down and scored a touchdown. But there are also instances where they just, like, couldn't move the ball, and they were just letting the Seahawks do whatever they wanted. So it's just, just a matter of, like, what Falcons team comes out to play this week. I think the Falcons are might be the most inconsistent team in the league because they have all this potential, and you see flashes of that potential. But I think this week, the Cowboys capitalize on that inconsistency and end up taking this game. But uh, what do you think, Samad? Yeah, I, see, I have the Cowboys in this game, um, close game. But, you know, Falcons, they have, you know, they showed us last week they have a great um, front seven. But that secondary, man, that's – it is like one of the worst in the league. So, you're going to meet – basically the Falcons are going to be forcing Dak to throw the ball, and he's throwing it to 3,000-yard receivers. You know, you got CeeDee Lamb in there now, the rookie. You got Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. You know, you can't stop that, especially the Falcons secondary. So, I think um, it's going to be a, you know, blow. It's, gonna, it's not going to be a blow. I think it's going to be like a battle of offenses. And, um, but I got Cowboys. Actually, I'm going to change my pick. Screw it. I feel like the Falcons are going to win this game for one reason. They're front seven. They're going to, they're going to pr- produce havoc in that on the Cowboys offensive line, even though they're good. But I feel like Tack McKinley and Grady Jarrett, they're going to get to the quarterback and Dak's going to have a hard time with these guys. And, the key thing for the Falcons is their secondary has to step up. If their secondary makes just more plays, the Falcons will win this game. And I'm going to change my pick to the Falcons again just because I have that, that faith and trust in them. Uh, Yeah, I think that's some great points you guys made. But uh, I think Samad can move on to his game of the week, which I think is really interesting too. Yeah, so for my game of the week, I got Seahawks, Patriots, primetime Sunday night football game. Um, and, and I find this game interesting because it's the first game since 2016 that the Patriots are not favored to win. Um, and I think that, you know, Patriots, people underestimate them. You know, their secondary people are saying, you know, a lot of de- the defensive players opted out. You know, the offense just isn't enough. But I think the Patriots will come and, and they'll win this game. They'll upset the Seahawks. Um, and, and the way they do it is through Cam Newton. He has to run the football. He has to be that dual threat quarterback that he is. Um, and I think that through that, um, the offense, they can win the game. And, you know, people are saying their defense, they don't have that many people People after, you know, everyone opted out. But they still got Stephon Gilmore. They still got, you know, a great secondary. So I think, you know, the keys for the Patriots is to, you know, put some pressure on Russell Wilson, um, have, a, have a, the secondary step up and just run the football game through Cam Newton. Um, just may let him make his plays happen. I'm, I'm going to have to heavily disagree with you on that. I definitely see the Seahawks winning this game. And the Patriots played the Dolphins last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, they played the Dolphins. And 
although they won, um, they did not win comfortably. Um, I didn't see, I didn't see, I, Cam Newton showed some sparks, but I didn't think he could throw the ball that well as he used to be. He was making more plays with his legs than his arm. And I think that's what's going to be the difference here. Russell Wilson can make plays with his legs and arm. And I feel like Russell Wilson will have like a MVP type season, as Akshay was saying. And he's just going to expose this Patriots defense in many ways. Even though it's a it's a really good defense under Bill, Bill Belichick, no disrespect. I feel like Russell Wilson just has that it factor that's just going to blow them by. And Seahawks are going to win this game by more than 10 points. Uh, personally, I think the Patriots end up taking this game just because the Seahawks got stopped by the Falcons, who are like the third best team in that division at points in that game. They didn't look like they had that explosive offense. So I think... Russell Wilson, he is a top three quarterback in the game, but I think Bill Belichick will find a way to out-scheme him and end up taking this game because they got Cam Newton who can either run the ball and do whatever he wants or he can pass the ball and do whatever he wants. They have so many different routes they can go in order to win this game. I think Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, will end up taking it at the end of the day. But uh, anything to add, guys? I mean, even though you might say Bill Belichick is the GOAT, um, you got to give credit to Pete Carroll. And he's had a, he's been doing really good things in, in Seattle. And because of that, I think Pete Carroll is going to outcoach Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick does not have the offense he once used to have. And he, you can't just rely solely on their defense. And the Seahawks have a great defense right now with Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner. Those two guys are going to be trouble in the NFL. And with the Seahawks' explosive offense, I don't think – I don't see the Patriots being able to handle the Seahawks. I actually disagree with you. I think the Patriots' offenses this year is much better than what they were last year and the year before just because, you know, they have Cam Newton. You know, you're saying that he's he hasn't been passing the ball great, but, you know, it's, it's just one week and he hasn't had that much chemistry with the receivers. So we're going to see him make plays on, you know, with his legs and his arm. And he, he is a much better upgrade than – what Tom Brady was last year, and they and they made the playoffs. So I think you know, if they rely heavy on their defense and Cam makes the plays when he needs to, um, Patriots got in the back. I mean, that's if Cam makes the plays, like you were saying, they don't have the chemistry that the Seahawks have. And I mean, you could say if Cam makes plays, they might be able to win this game. But even I think even if he does make the plays, Russell Wilson will outplay him, and Pete Carroll will outcoach Bill Belichick. No, Pete Carroll will not outcoach Bill Belichick. Like I'm sure. Bill Belichick beat him in the Super Bowl, bro. Like, Belichick is... Okay, that was based because one misplay. Pete Carroll will learn from his mistakes. I'm just saying Pete Carroll is the best coach. Three words, man. Run the football. Facts, bro. He doesn't even know how to, like, win the Super Bowl. And when you're at the one-yard line, when you have Marshawn Lynch, how is he going to beat Bill Belichick in a whole other game where he has the worst offense, the worst defense, the worst team in general? (laughs) Patriots have the better team and the better coach, and that's why they're going to take this game. Okay, guys, you can say what you want. Just watch. Russell Wilson can expose Bill Belichick for who he is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We can move on to our final takes, I think, now, because we've each gone over our games. And personally, I think we slightly mentioned this earlier, but I think the 49ers are not going to make the playoffs, even though they won this or made it to the Super Bowl last year. Just because, like, we saw their strength last year was their defense. And they got exposed by Kyler Murray. And I see that same thing happening through the rest of the year. They're playing in the hardest division in football with the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Niners, each of which won their week one games against very good teams. So I just think the same thing's going to happen the rest of the year. The Seahawks take the division. The 49ers playing in that system, they're not going to be able to get a wild card team just because of the way they play and who they're going to play against. Their offense, too, like, it's so focused on running the ball. Once you take that out of the equation, Jimmy Garoppolo cannot go out there and win you a game. And that's what they need to do after the league is going to adjust to what they did last year by running the ball. They're going to need to pass the ball to win this year. And that's just not going to happen with Jimmy G as your quarterback. I mean, the Niners, it's just just week one. You don't know what's going to happen as the season progresses. But I think there is hope, but... I, honestly, at this point, I think it's a 50-50 chance. They might make the playoffs. They might not. Just it all It's all based on how Jimmy G plays. If he plays better than how he is playing right now, they will. But if he keeps playing the way he is conservatively and doesn't make the big plays when needed, then you're right. They just won't make the playoffs. And the Seahawks and Rams will um, reign over them. Um, I think, you know, you're actually right. They're not making the playoffs just because 
um, in that division, I think the other three teams are making the playoffs. I have the Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals, all three making the playoffs. You know, with that seventh seed, it gives gives the Rams or the, you know, Cardinals with that seventh spot. But, um, you know, the 49ers, they they don't have, you know, once you take the running game away, they don't really have an identity. You know, we, we saw that one game against the Saints where it was, you know, a shootout. But, you know, I don't see that happening. I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, being able to carry that team with his arm. And I don't think that defense is, you know, just good enough to carry them to the playoffs. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think we all are on the same page here. The 49ers are not as good as they were last year. I know they were surprised last year, but they're not that same team. They're not going to be as good as they were, as I just said. But, like, I don't know. There's a chance they might make it back to the Super Bowl. There's a chance they don't make the playoffs at all. And I'm personally, I'm t- thinking that they failed this season. But uh, that's just us three. We'll have to see and what happens. But I think Anoop can present his final take now. Okay, yeah. Um, I was talking about this before. Um, I feel like the Bears will make the playoffs over the Vikings. The Vikings miss the playoffs. And Mitch Trubisky, last, last game, um, you guys were saying, He's making good plays in those six minutes, and those six minutes are all that matters. Okay, I think as the season progresses, he'll make plays for all 60 minutes, and he'll be a Pro Bowl quarterback. And with Trubisky, if he plays great, the Bears, they're going to be real trouble in the NFC. And the Vikings, like how Samad was saying, who's Kirk Cousins, bro? He never he never shows up. Or any, well, he does show up sometimes, but overall he doesn't show up. And the Vikings... I don't think they I don't see them making it over the Packers and Bears. The Packers are definitely gonna make it. And Rogers got a chip on his shoulder. He playing it like MVP. But Trubisky, I see a lot in him right now. And people had always doubted Trubisky in the past, but because he played bad, but he's gonna he's gonna prove everyone wrong this year and be a Pro Bowl quarterback, lead these Bears to the playoffs so, and the Vikings will not make it. I think the Bears are the worst team in that division. I think the Vikings are better, the Packers are better, and the Lions are better too. I know they just beat the Lions, but the Lions were the better team for three and a half quarters. And if DeAndre Swift catches that pass, they win this game. Trubisky, I know you guys are going to bring up some BS about how it only matters in the fourth quarter, but like that's just not true. He only did this for one game, and you need to at least play decent to be there for the to be there in the fourth quarter quarter to have the opportunity to win. I just think that Mitch d- doesn't give you that chance. Nick Foles gives you a much better chance to win. But Mitch, he's very inconsistent. And I think he ha- kind of has this lack of confidence where he's not sure if he's the right quarterback for the Bears or in the NFL. Because at times he plays like he's an MVP candidate. And at times he plays like he's Nathan Peterman. So I think what we're going to see the majority of this year is that Nathan Peterman style of play where he's going to turn the ball over. He's not going to be making those outstanding plays he made in the fourth last week. Like it was just a one-time thing. It's not going to happen again. They're the worst team in that division. And that's my take on it. But uh, Samad, what do you think? I think Akshay, you're on the completely wrong side of this take. Just because, you know, you you said that we're going to bring up that six minutes point, but you know, let, let me give you another analogy here. Damian Lillard scores 60 points, you know, three times, but, when he comes to the fourth quarter, Damian Lillard doesn't show up. He's not a superstar player. He can't show up. He doesn't show so, up. You know, he, yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Quarter, Dame he doesn't show up. Have you not? Do you not know what Dame quarter. time is, bro? Nah, Boy, Dame time's not existing in fourth quarter, bro. Dame is the most fourth clutch player in the NBA right that is now. Wrong. Are you joking, that, bro? That's for another discussion. But go look at the stats. He has he ranks in the bottom of fourth quarter points when it and clutch points in the fourth quarter. But um, moving on to like Mr. Risky, um. I don't think he's an MVP player, but he, he's a decent enough quarterback to be able to lead this Bears team to the playoffs. You know, two years ago, he was a great player. You know, he made the Pro Bowl. So I think he has the the um he has the ability to become, you know, a great quarterback who can make that team go into the playoffs with that defense. And as I was saying, great, uh, great teams have – just have some luck sometimes. Like the Patriots – um, and that 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 controversial call that one game against the Raiders a long time ago, and that got them that Super Bowl. And the Seahawks did run the ball that one time, that got them that Super Bowl. And great teams just have some luck sometimes, like against the Lions, John Joseph dropped that ball, and you might say that's that's luck. 
that's pretty much luck. And besides luck, um, the Bears do have – they don't have a tough schedule this year. They're playing the Giants next and the Falcons after. And I don't see their schedule too demanding of them. And because their schedule is not that bad, and Trubisky, he shows up when it matters. I believe he will continue to do that this season, but we'll just have to see. And he'll be a Pro Bowl quarterback in my opinion. No, but I, it just oh, it's just week one, and but I think they'll make the playoffs. Just yeah, based on that. exactly. It's just week one. Like they beat a very bad team, who I think the Lions are going to end up having a better record at the end of the season. But they're not a good team at the end of the day. Like once they start playing better teams, they're going to lose by a lot more, and Mitch won't have that chance to come back. And like I think they're going to lose to the Giants in week two. They're just not a good team, and I, you're saying that great teams have luck sometimes to make it to the playoffs or do whatever. But the Bears are not a great team. They're, even if they get lucky, they're still just not going to be a playoff team, and Mitch is not going to be a pro bowler in my opinion. But uh, I don't know. Samad, if you guys don't have any last thoughts, do you guys have any final thoughts on the subject? Or I mean, you can't just account for Trubisky. Even if Trubisky plays bad in games like with this inconsistency, you can't take away from the Bears' defense. Their defense is really good, and – and their schedule is they don't play that many tough games. And based on that, they should be able to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I think they're still worse than the teams they play, but uh, I don't know. So, Samad, you want to move on to your final take now? Because we're approaching 50 minutes. It's getting a bit long. Yeah, so my my bold take for this season is that we're going to have a Super Bowl matchup of the Patriots and the Buccaneers. You know, Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady. Um, and and I think, you know, from the Buccaneers side, you know, it's just one week. They're going to be able to connect. They had some good, you know, that first drive against the Saints was, you know, one of the best drives, you know, they could have. So I think, you know, the Buccaneers are going to be able to click together. Tom Brady is going to be able to, you know, guide this offense through the NFC. And, you know, even their defense, you know, it's not they just have to be an average defense for that offense to carry them. So I think I have, um, you know, Buccaneers coming out of the NFC. You know, like Skip Bayless said, it's Tampa Bay now. So, um, in the AFC, I, I'm saying the Patriots because you know, two reasons. One, their defense is, they, their defense is above average, and they can help and carry this team with their defense. And two, Cam Newton, people are doubting on him, saying you know he can't throw the ball. He and if he if he runs the ball 15 times like he did week one, he's gonna get injuries. But just to address that, you know. Whenever Cam Newton's been injured, that broken foot, the hand injury, those are all have come on passing plays. He's actually never been injured when he's been running, um, and he's been able to run for a prolonged time. So I think he is able to, you know, run the ball ten to fifteen times a game. He's gonna be able to throw the ball. You know, it's just they haven't built that chemistry yet. But once they get clicking, he's gonna be able to make the plays down the field. You know, and and they, I think their X factor is Nikhil Harry. And if he can show up as a wide receiver, they graph him last year. If he can show up, you know, th- that gives him an even better chance. But I got, um, you know, Coach Belichick versus Tom Brady. And I, and I think that my prediction for the Super Bowl would be the Buccaneers win it. And how they win it is Tom Brady drives them in the fourth quarter. Um, they're down four. I think that he's going to drive them to the 15-yard line. and They're going to kick a field goal and win that Super Bowl. Just like, you know, in the Patriots, they've kicked Super Bowls to win. They kicked field goals to win Super Bowls. I think Tom Brady's going to do that to Bill Belichick. And he's going to cement his legacy as the best quarterback in NFL history. Uh, I, pers- okay, I feel like oh, both ahead. of us are going to disagree, but uh, you can go. You can go. Yeah, I was just thinking Tom Brady is not the best quarterback in NFL history. I'm going to say that first. I think that he is the most overrated quarterback in NFL history. But uh, when you look at it, the Bucks. I think they're a fringe playoff team. They're not going to win the division because I think that goes to the Saints. I think the Pats are also a fringe playoff team because the Bills are going to win that division. But, yeah, I think this is going to be the most entertaining Super Bowl matchup if this happens. I'm just not sure how likely it is because both these teams might not even make the playoffs. Um, I, I like your take, but I heavily disagree. Um, the only – team that has a chance of making the Super Bowl is the Bucks out of these two teams. I don't see the Patriots going past the Chiefs or the Ravens. The Chiefs and Ravens are just two dynamic teams that have a lot going for them. And there are other AFC teams, but the NFC is all up for grabs. The Buccaneers might make it. Who knows? They just got to develop that team chemistry, but I don't see the Patriots making it past round one, even if they make the playoffs. I think the Patriots' only um, problem is 
um, the Chiefs. I think the Ravens, the Ravens play like Lamar plays like Giannis. He he's a regular season quarterback. He's not a playoff player. Um, he becomes pandemic P in the playoffs actually. But um, so I think they only have to worry about the Chiefs, and that, that's going to be their tough matchup. But they can get past that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know the Bucks. I think the Saints, the Seahawks, and the Packers, Vikings are all better teams than the NFC. And when you look at the AFC side of things, Chiefs, Ravens, okay, I don't think the Ravens are that good, but I think think they're still better than the Pats. Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Steelers. Texans. Texans, Colts, Browns. They just have so much competition on that side. So I just – Why are you throwing the Browns in there? Dude, I said the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, so I kind of <laughs> have to throw them in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> that should just validate all the things you have said on the show. Maybe. Yeah, bro, maybe. Who gave you a football card, bro? You got to get rid of that. You got to take that away from me. Give it to myself. That's all I need. See, things I've predicted in the past have actually came true. Like I said, you know, the Niners were going to make it to the Super Bowl last year. Nobody believed me back then because they had the number two pick in the draft. And guess what? I was right. So you, you just never know, bro. It's the NFL. Anything could happen. Nah, I know the Browns aren't going to make the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. This Browns Browns will go 8-8 eight and eight at max. Browns go 15-1 and one max. That's what I'm saying. One loss, 15 no rest of the season. That's what's gonna happen. Nah. Let's put let's put some money. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not I'm not that trustworthy for the Browns, bro. They're gonna that's my <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they have a chance to make the Super Bowl, but I'm not hundred percent sure it's gonna happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's definitely gonna be interesting how the rest of the season plays out. But uh unless you guys have anything else left to say, I think that's gonna be it for this episode of the half court heave. And if you guys enjoyed it, please be sure to share, like this podcast or, you know, whatever you can that'll help this podcast grow. And um, thanks, I guess. Bye. One last oh, yeah, thing, one man, last before thing. we leave. Shed and Sharp, if you're listening to this, man, I love you. Bruh, Stephen A. the goat, though. <laughs>